Hey, welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We're still here. We're still here. <laughs> and we're here with Carlton, and we're here with Larry. Um, wow. We've been talking. You guys having fun today? I'm having a blast. Good. <laughs> Enjoyable. Good, good, good. So I wanted to get into some of these articles I've seen popping up in the news. I, I first one I have here is I have uh, there was a state Supreme Court that has blocked a mother from vaccinating her children against COVID-19, which, I mean, we, we, you know, you guys know our opinion about that. But apparently, this has really, really come into raising the question of, of parents' rights. It's like the dad, you know, actually knows that this is a bad idea. And unfortunately, the, the mom is totally woke and she's totally buying into this BS. Mm-hmm. And so the dad is saying, no, I don't want my kid to have this crap inve- you know, injected into him. And so he's managed to get a state Supreme Court to put a stay on it, which I think is progress. Here, here. Yeah. It's like, wow. Um, what you know, state is this? It's uh, a good question. I'll t- go ahead. I'll tell you here in a second. I'm going to look that up real quick. Well, One of these not, days, I'm going to have a person that looks things up for me. That's really nice. <laughs> I wish they could have done that for that child that the mother was trying to turn it into a little girl, and the father fought and fought and fought. I think he lost that battle, didn't he? Did he the really? last I heard, because he was on Glenn Beck a few weeks ago, the last I heard, he was still in the fight. Still in the fight. And he still, but they, I mean, California wanted to go and chemically castrate that kid. They could do it legally now. Did you know that? Um, they can do it legally, but they can't do it as long as there's a fight. If they take him and kidnap them and take him to California, well, they've lost the fight. He's all, well, no, the, the legal fight. The, the California may be a sovereign state, but they're still a part of the U.S. And as long as there's a disagreement with other states going on, and that kid is still claimable by the state of Texas. Oh, no. Have you heard the, the latest law that they signed into, uh, into effect in, in California? That's not true. That's what I'm okay. referring to. Newsom signed this into law just the other day. Basically, they have uh, signed a thing into law in which other states cannot extradite any children that are taken to California, even right. if they're taken by a non-custodial parent or somebody that's not a parent at all. As long as they're going there for gender-affirming care, the state of California will basically say, nope, hands off. You don't have any right to have this, uh, have access to this kid. And oh, boy. It's disgusting. Child back. Getting us started on a conversation about Newsom is a quick way to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rhode Island. Okay. Rhode Island. You're asking what? Yeah, it was Rhode Island. It says the Rhode Island Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a mother from getting her children vaccinated against COVID-19. I have to look into real estate in Rhode Island. Yeah, I guess so. A trial court in January rejected arguments from Joshua Nagel, the child, child, uh, child's father, and ruled that Lauren Nagel, the mother, could take her children to get COVID-19 vaccines. Lawyers for Joshua Nagel quickly uh, asked the state's top court for a stay that they received. Isn't Rhode Island a blue state? Isn't Rhode Island kind of some, one of those states that's kind of, Most uh, of the states on the up fence? There are. Yeah. But Rhode Island, I think, might be one of those exceptions. But you see, it's, it's, it, this is where the identity politics comes into it, right? The, the, the political spectrum is so vast. I don't care if they're blue, right? If, if they've got a sense of reality, yeah. they might be worth living there. They might be. They might be. Unlike um, Newsom land. Yeah. Nuisance. Yeah, I call him nuisance. Yeah. 
So what about this train crash in Ohio? Now, I think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked about that. I was reading various articles about this, and I, and I saw there was, I think it was OAN, I was watching them, they had a reporter up there, and there are claims by a lot of people in that area that animals are dying. And this one reporter went down to the, I guess it's a river or whatever it is that runs through uh, East Palestine. And dead fish. Hundreds of dead fish everywhere. Okay, which tells me that whatever it is has gotten into the water system. Well, just on the news, on my way here, uh, there was a uh, couple of people that uh, supposedly they they burned the uh, the uh, chemicals, correct? Right, that's what they said. Well, they, they burned it what to prevent an explosion. That's right. the story they're you giving. You take a look at the water on top of the water; it's clear. Uh huh. They took a rock and threw it at the bottom of the ocean, and it looks like a, a rainbow. All the chemicals are on the uh, what you call kind of like an oil slick yeah. in a way, you know. So they just didn't do anything; they just made it worse. Well, you know, I saw one lady on social media posted this, and she uh, drove through that area, and apparently it had started raining, and she had this white stuff all over her car from the rain. Now. I'm hearing that this stuff, once it gets into the air and it, it, it attaches itself to water vapor in the, in the sky, can come back down as acid rain. Correct. That, that's what I'm hearing. There's even a, uh, a gentleman on a website. He's a, I don't, some type of engineer, and he was given a report on that particular chemical that, there were, uh, that those train carts were actually riding. Uh-huh. And I believe he said that once that chemical is exposed to air, like, I think it's eight, eight degrees Fahrenheit. It'll burn. Right. It burns. It burns at room temperature. Basically, its its boiling point is room temperature. Right. Right. So it just instantly burns when it hits the air. And the thing was is that, at least this is what I got from that young gentleman, is that they shouldn't have burned it. They should not have burned. I think they know. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing when they're doing all that. They know what they're doing. And it's pretty much reported that hundreds of miles away. Animals are dying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was one lady that was talking about I, – I get a lot of great information from social media because that's, that's one great way. I mean, the news isn't necessarily telling us the truth, but people are right. talking. People in that local area are getting on social media. It's like, this is what happened. This one lady, apparently she has chickens, and she said my – like the very same day, she said my chickens started slowing down, and by the next morning they were all dead. All. All of her chickens were dead. Right. And does uh, does a uh, – does that contamination stay in that immediate area? I mean, the world is spinning. You know, does it stay in that area, or is it? How much can it possibly spread? Well, well if, if it gets into the upper atmosphere, it could be. It could end up anywhere. Exactly. Plus the groundwater. Mm-hmm. So we that had a little. Condemned. We had a little talk about uh, playing devil's advocate, and I think on this one is where I have to try and play that. Go for it's, it. The question is, since none of us are chemical engineers, mm-hmm. how would you contain it? It's out into the air. I mean, one of those was a vinyl. Was vinyl. It vinyl? vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride. Used for making PVC pipe. And its natural state is a gas. A gas. Right. And it's when okay. it's compressed, it becomes a liquid. Right. So that's how they have to carry it. Right. Uh-huh. They have to transport it in compressed form yeah. or it's a gas. And that gas is probably noxious and going to kill people. Yeah. Okay. Well, the container got open, so it's no longer under pressure. How would you stop it from killing everybody? How do you contain it? Yeah. Burn it. Right. And hopefully you can deal with the fallout from the burn than anything else because there's nothing else you you can't just scoop out the air like with an ice cream scoop and go hey no one breathed this (laughs) colored air right it's going free Mm -hmm. so the best they can do is set a flame to it and hope the flames 
catch up to everything. And, and, and that's a, what alternative do you have? Well, if I understood it right, and I might be wrong, that the, like the flashpoint or the boiling point is eight degrees Fahrenheit. It yeah. was going to happen anyways. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything, basically. Well, the, the, see, that's the thing. The boiling point is 8 degrees Fahrenheit, but that doesn't make something go away. Boiling it, you boil water, the water turns to steam. The water's not gone. It's just hot Becomes and a in vapor. the air. Yeah. Right? So that's what's happening to the vinyl, and that is what's going to harm the entire ecosystem. So they had to figure out how to get it out of the ecosystem. Now, did they succeed? Probably not. Probably not. You know, I saw a picture of the area, and I saw one from overhead, and yeah. I kid you not, it looked just like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, that's basically... And you had this huge, billowing black, uh, you know, condensed kind of a cloud rising up, and then it's spreading out in the atmosphere like a mushroom cloud. Yeah. It was really, really scary looking to look at. You know yeah, what, it looked like a high-order development. Yeah, what was really, really scary to me of the whole situations that we were talking about earlier when we took a break is that they actually produced a movie about it, and it was released in 2022. Right. A year later, or not even quite a year later, it, the whole thing actually happened the way they told you in the movie. So yeah. yeah, how often do you see a movie move from the fiction section to the nonfiction section? Uh, it's happening a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like the whole thing with the with the uh, so-called COVID and and all of that. There was an X Files episode that I talked about many months ago, in which they were talking about that very thing. It's like, wow, okay. You it's know where like, you can get the best information about everything is from The Simpsons. From they the tell you right. They tell you straight up right before it happens. <laughs> Anything, yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. I'm still looking for an episode about my life. That's how I'll know I've done it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, interesting thing about these train crashes that we're hearing now, and this is the story they're telling us. They're telling us that these derailments happen often. Negative. You know. No. Okay, so you know something about this, Larry? No. If you take a look at uh, if you take a look at the overall uh, what you call it, incident reports, it's actually, in my opinion, yeah, spiked. Okay. Right, just just as we uh, Trump left and Biden came in. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, also take a look at all that farmland that uh, Bill Gates is actually buying. Yeah. He's buying the farmland. Well, the Chinese are buying a lot of farmland, too. Yeah. Do you know the Chinese have bought an equivalent amount of farmland that's the size of New York City? Yeah. And they, also, uh, they were also approved to buy land right next to a military base. Yeah. Doesn't that sound ludicrous that that a nation we consider the enemy is is buying land here well not only that carlton but most countries i i've checked about this before like when i was in mexico you know i was asking about well or no i know i i i know some people that are from from the philippines an american can't go to the philippines and buy land no matter of fact most countries around the world if you're a foreigner if you're not a a a resident of of that even heck some of them even go so far as if you weren't born here you're not allowed to buy any land here or even if you were i don't care if you live here now or not you can't buy land the largest real estate holder in the world is the queen of england or was go try to buy some land in england yeah you can't you can lease it but you can't buy it why are we letting why are we letting the chinese or or foreigners at all buy land in the United States. To take down our country. Is, that's the only solution. That, that's the only uh, thing that you can even comprehend because they're, they've, they're going to bring down America. They've made it very clear, George Soros, the Bloomberg. They, brought, they, they have to bring us down. You know, people talk about uh, you know, the Chinese and the Chinese government. They're awful. But you know, one thing that the Chinese do right is they protect their borders and their culture in China. It's like you're a foreigner. You don't buy land in China. 
you know exactly and if you come to china you learn how to speak chinese or you're probably going to be you know alienated and and they they're they're very protective of their culture their borders their language now i realize that the united states is is like a melting pot and i think that's fantastic but at the same time we do have a national language in the united states it's english not only that but english is like the international standard for business and contract right. and legal language. If right? you want to be successful, you'll learn English. Well, and not only that, look what the Chinese are teaching their children, and look what Americans are teaching our children. Look at the difference. I mean, they're all they're all techies like by the time they're 10 years old. Yeah. They know how to control everything. I think that Our might, kids are, don't even know how to read half of them. That might be a little bit of a misnomer. I think China allows us to have an image that they're all technologically advanced and amazing, and that keeps them high on our rivalry list, and they like being there. However, that might not necessarily be true, just for the fact that China's allowing us to think so. You know, th yeah. that enough is to make you wonder if there's a level of, of duplicity there. Hmm. Um, but uh, to stop and think about the difference in prioritization, anyone have any idea what TikTok looks like in China? No, but I hear it looks quite a bit different. It's an educational platform. Oh, you don't see, you don't see people putting together little cute "I'm going to sing along" videos. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, algebra. That's calculus. Exact, that's the, exactly what that's I'm talking what about. Is. Yeah, they're not allowed to play with that funky stuff. They have to. It has to be something intelligent. So in the United States, but here, it's used as a propaganda. Here, tool. it's used as a placation. Right. Yeah. Please do anything but think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that, you got a good point there. That, 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 that's a terrifying weaponization of technology. So, <clears throat> so Larry, you're saying that trains don't derail as much as they say. No. You know, they, they've been telling us, you know, just like the thing with where they're trying to tell us that, oh, uh, you know, professional sports pro, they drop dead all the time. Right. You know, you it's, know, it's this like, is the norm. Yeah, but it's not this the norm. This is the new norm. Yeah, it's the new normal. Yeah, I hate that term. And, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is I, there was apparently close to 1,500 athletes that have dropped dead just in the past year or so. Which is not normal. Yeah, that's definitely of, not normal. I mean, plus, you're talking about people that are way healthier than you and me. Plus the uh, so-called activist media. That's my opinion of those guys. Uh, they're under reporting that all these processing plants that process food and all that yeah. are actually burning. They're actually uh, going down in flames. They literally. are. Well, like the chicken, the chicken farm that burned up to the right. ground the other or day. Or they got the uh, bird flu, and we got to kill 10 million chickens. Right. Well, that's not new. I mean, that... Remember Mad Cow? They, they went and killed a whole bunch of cows. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. There's no argument about that. But the timing. Yeah, the timing, the timing is suspicious. When we're saying the food, the, the, the shelves are going to be empty, let's go ahead and kill all the food. Right. Yeah, you're starting to lose all, all, all this food processing, chickens, farmland getting taken over. And you take, you know, I mean, if you just take a small section of it, I agree with you. 100%. But you take a look at the overall thing, and this is not something that normally happens. It normally happens, okay? That, that's not the norm. It's the new norm, Yeah. it's not the norm that you and I have experienced in the past. There is no normal. There is no new normal. There's just normal and not normal. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, it, 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 me personally, plus the, I think the uh, last week, it was like 400 million eggs. Right. So... The food supply or the food supply that would feed all of us is starting to dwindle. 
it's going to be an issue eventually. Well, you know, who was it that said they were going to – I can't remember, I, and I hate to, to quote somebody without even being able to name who they were, but I, I – I, I saw someone say that they're going to try and bring us to the eaten bugs and, and worms. Bill Gates and, and uh, WEF. Right. And have you ever have you ever spoken to a person from a country where eating bugs is a normal thing? They eat bugs in China. Yeah. I, when I, they're I, really I, hungry. I saw. I think it was. Uh, I think it was some video from like when a bunch of people were over there for the Olympics. It's been a few years ago, and where they were serving like grasshoppers on a stick. And they were Ugh. roasting them, and they were serving them at like these at these at these uh, food, five, five star food restaurants, trucks, <laughs> you know. And it's, but I don't have any desire to eat bugs. I, personally, today I'm going to go. A friend of mine's taking me to a steakhouse, and we're going. I'm going to have me a nice big ribeye. I, you know, <laughs> one of I'm the gonna. earliest <laughs> one of the earliest conversations I can remember with my with my father uh, was he, he was trying to blow my mind about the things that were edible and. He has never ceased that project of blowing my mind. <laughs> Al- <laughs> Hi, you know, Dad. almost anything's out of um, And he, he opened up his fridge, and he pulled out a bag full of chocolate-covered grasshoppers. And uh, no, I didn't try any. I was I was probably three or four years I've old. I've heard the they time. got a nice crunchy texture, too. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't try them. But, you know, th- there are people who, who are just okay with that, that level of nature, and, and you know, they – they open up a log and find a bunch of grubs, and they're like, dinner. <laughs> hey, if you're hungry enough, those grubs are going to look really good. Right. Well, and I don't want to be that hungry. No, you know, <laughs> I, sometimes I don't you either. don't even know you're eating bugs. And right now when you're eating the, the contents of whatever you're buying, look for a cheetah protein in all your food labels because that is the crickets. A and cheetah? They, it's called a cheetah protein? And they already have it in some of them, especially you know where like a, the health food stores and all those yeah. already have these. In, in oh, I'm going to go out today and buy me some cheetah it's, protein. No. It's why we. It's why my house does not buy coffee grounds. We only buy coffee beans mm-hmm. because coffee grounds are allowed to be up to fifteen percent insect protein. Yeah, and there's a certain percentage uh, of chocolate. You're, you're allowed to have a certain percentage of bugs in your chocolate. Oh, really? Well, yeah. and your cider. I mean, your apple cider. They sell the apples that have the worms in them, and that's your apple cider. They don't take out that's the worms. Well, extra protein, you know. You know, I grew up in. Yeah. I, I grew up in California, mm-hmm. uh, in a in a little part of California. Uh, there's a an apple farm called Johnny Appleseed mm-hmm. Farm, right? And they used to every year the schools would take us up there on a field trip, and we'd watch them make apple cider. And they take all these apples and they stick them in a press, and all the wasps and bees along with them, and they press them right on through. They're in and, there, and and yeah, I'm literally watching bug parts go down, and they're like, "Who wants a drink?" I'm like, no, uh, and, so, <laughs> and, so what, and so what's wrong with the crickets if we've been eating the, the worms and the moths all along? You know, we're probably eating a lot of things we don't want to think about. Yeah. No, no, thanks. I I just no, no. Yeah. I stopped eating. I stopped eating at Pizza Hut when when they had their fiasco. And I somebody was telling me something about McDonald's the other day about the hamburgers, and it's like I don't know if I even want to know about this because occasionally don't when you? I'm in a hurry, I have a, a McDonald's hamburger. I can tell you what that's about. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So you know when we when we butcher a cow, there's the part of food we can we deem fit for human consumption, right? And the rest of it gets made into like pet food and stuff. And then yeah. there's then there's the rest, and they send that off to Alpo or whoever, and they make dog food, right? But they have parts that they reject too. Oh no! Oh, they no. send that to McDonald's. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> exactly. 
you know that 99 cent burger seems like a great idea yeah, it does yeah. yeah you know that Lori. so you're telling me that mcdonald's hamburgers are made out of the stuff that the not that the pet for food places consumption. rejected not fit for human not good enough for my cat but it's good enough for me yeah and and you know that Lori, the <laughs> one that helps us here she bought a box from mcdonald's she had like eight years ago and she put it up in the closet and she showed it to me the hamburger patty was still there it hadn't rotten all that the bread the bread is all crusty and ready to fall apart right the french fries were still intact the, but the meat and french fries and the so bread was, was well all, preserved and uh, yeah they're well preserved like they, oh. when is you are what you eat gonna work in your favor because if that was the case we could just eat mcdonald's and live forever uh, yeah. i know we'd be well preserved forever right well, that doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do that <laughs> um I think I'm going to finish off this segment with a clip that I have. I, I was listening to a clip uh, from Congress here, Ted Cruz. I, I love some of the stuff Ted Cruz says. Um, Michelle, can you run clip nine for me? We'll listen to the beginning of Mr. it, and then Chairman, we're going to this skip towards in the, the middle. Of considering 29 judicial nominees in a single morning. Now, it's not uncommon when a new Congress comes in to take up nominees that didn't pass in the previous Congress. But typically, there's a reason that nominees don't pass in the previous con Congress, <laughs> which think? is they are often the most extreme and most problematic nominees. In this instance, that is emphatically the case. And many of these nominees are quite literally the most extreme judicial nominees I've seen in 10 years on the Senate. Part of the reason the Democrat majority is trying to move 29 nominees in one morning is to flood the zone with so many bad nominees that nobody can focus on how utterly unqualified these nominees are to be judges. Okay, so hold that. That kind of goes back to something we talked about earlier with like the 7,000 pages, that it's like, oh my God, this is done. I, I can't read this, so we just gotta get it done. It looks like they're using their same strategy, that same strategy on these nominees. Like, oh, we're just gonna throw all these nominees and we gotta get it done today. So we're not gonna have time to really talk about these people. Right, or or it'll make you just say yes to the first one who doesn't look like them, regardless of whether or not the next one, that one is. That's is a good point too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, continue. The nominee being considered right now, Nancy Abudu, Senator Lee, did a good job of walking through her extreme record. She was the deputy legal director at the Southern Poverty Law Center, an organization that has a long and shameful history of labeling mainstream conservative groups as, quote, hate groups. And the SPLC's history is so egregious that it prompted a violent hate crime. In 2010, the SPLC designated the Family Research Council as a hate group, and two years later, a man targeted the, the Family Research Council using the SPLC's hate map and came in and shot and critically wounded the council's business manager and attempted to murder several council members before being heroically stopped. Okay, hold that. Now that, that makes me think about something. It's like I remember talking about, I think it was last week I talked about about the, the, the Twitter stuff and how they were censoring stuff on Twitter about, oh, well, we can't, we can't let that tweet from Donald Trump go on there because somebody might uh, take that uh, the wrong way and they might maybe incite some violence with it. Well, these people, they're proud of this stuff. They, they say this stuff that's hateful and incites violence, and yet the Democrats don't have any problem with it. These people are such hypocrites. It's like, go ahead, go ahead, Brennan. 
by the building security guard. The SPLC in 2019 authored an article that accused Republicans, including three members of this committee, of holding, quote, open white supremacist views. Mr. Chairman, that's ridiculous. You know that's ridiculous. Political rhetoric is one thing. But when you have extreme leftists falsely claiming white supremacy, it illustrates that you are dealing with radicals and partisan zealots. Nancy Obodo isn't the only nominee that this committee is trying to move forward. This committee also has before it Nusrat Chowdhury, who is another extreme zealot. Ms. Chowdhury believes that America is through and through an evil and racist place. And she's not been shy about explaining that. She has stated that, quote, the structure of racial discrimination in America, quote, is so deep, so pernicious, that you have to, quote, use the law as a tool of social justice. Does anyone think she's going to stop, quote, using the law as a tool of social justice if she ascends to the bench? Okay, hold that. These are the people that the Biden administration wants to put in, people that are not going to uphold the law and the Constitution, but social justice? Uh, Michelle, skip to like the nine-minute mark. There's something in there specifically I wanted to listen to. Qualified. This nominee was. She's been nominated to be a federal district judge, and our colleague, Senator Kennedy, whose cross-examinations on this committee have now become legendary. I love he Kennedy. asked her awesome. what Article 5 of the Constitution was. And she responded saying, well, she couldn't remember. She wasn't familiar with that. <laughs> really? He then asked her what Article 2 of the Constitution was. And she said, well, that's not coming to mind either. <laughs> it was a stunning display of her lack of qualifications to be a federal judge. Now, to be clear... Asking someone what Article 2 of the Constitution is, is not some obscure legal gotcha. There are questions you can ask about bizarre, you know, hidden legal theories that would be a gotcha, that wouldn't be fair. Not knowing what Article 2 of the Constitution is, which is what establishes the president and the executive branch, any first-year law student who didn't know what Article 2 of the Constitution was, would flunk con law. Hold that, you think? Really? I mean, okay, this is just, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just really wrong here, but wouldn't you think that if somebody reaches to the point in which they are going to be becoming a federal judge, okay, they've obviously been a judge for many, many years at that point, wouldn't you think that somebody that's going to become a federal judge would probably have the constitution memorized by now i know that i would no no i don't think so at you all. you don't no well one you have to remember what it takes to be a judge do you know 
make it quick. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's hit that in the next segment. Okay, we'll get into that discussion because I have a feeling we're going to get deep into that one. Okay, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this, and also in the next segment, we're going to be talking about UFOs. So you don't want to go anywhere. We'll be back. <laughs> 